other side of midnight. 77 Local Spotlight. Good morrow, everyone. This is The Other Side of Midnight on 77 WABC, coming to you live from New York City in New York State. New York State, a state where there are many ridiculous things happening on a daily basis. One of the more ridiculous things that has occurred over the last couple of years is the priority that the New York State Board of Regents has placed on making sure that no public schools have mascots with American Indian inspired names. Basically, I think it's ridiculous for three reasons. One, it's a question of misplaced priorities. At a time when it seems like our students are getting less and less able to do things like math and read at a basic grade level, the fact that the Board of Regents is not necessarily worried about that, they're worried about mascot names, is absurd. Also, I think it gives people the illusion that you're actually doing something. If you're someone who is an American Indian or of American Indian descent and you're being discriminated against or in some way prejudiced against, does the fact that a school is changing his name do anything for you? No. It just makes people who who are not victims of discrimination feel good. And lastly, I really don't think, obviously I can't say because I'm not American Indian, but I really don't think that having a team name like the Warriors, the Braves, the Chiefs, whatever the case may be, I really don't think that that is offensive in the least. And that's why I am very, very pleased at what the Amityville School District out on Long Island is doing. The Amityville School District has filed a lawsuit against the State Board of Regents seeking to keep the Warriors name following the state's ban on public schools using American Indian mascots, names, and imagery. The lawsuit, which was filed in the Eastern District of New York on Thursday, said the district has already rebranded its name by retiring any American Indian imagery and replacing it. The current Warriors logo, which has been in place since 2018, is the letter A for Amityville in the school colors, which are red and gray, and has the word warriors written across it. So there's nothing in it even remotely, possibly offensive to anybody that's Native American. The rebranding effort, by the way, which the district did on its own, started about four years ago and has cost a million dollars. And you're going to tell this school district that they have to change all the names, all the imagery, all the uniforms for their school teams because of this ludicrous law? Come on. I'm hoping Amityville wins this one, and I wish the New York State Board of Regents would consider such an absurd policy. Beam me up! To be continued. The Other Side of Midnight. 77 Local Spotlight. Good. Tomorrow, everyone, this is The Other Side of Midnight on 77 WABC. I'm Frank Morano. One of the fun things that uh, Time Magazine does is they publish a list of the best inventions of the year. And I was looking through the list of the best inventions of the year, and there's some great stuff on there. For instance, Braille Legos, so that blind children can 
play with Legos. A lot of stuff related to software, a lot of stuff related to uh, augmented reality and virtual reality, a lot of stuff related to beauty, a lot of cool inventions, and a, a longer-lasting laptop, a uh, smarter autofocus camera, all, all sorts of cool stuff on there. You should check out the list. It's really, you really are impressed at how many things they came up with in just one year. Well, the New York City Department of Sanitation's new trash can has actually been named to Time Magazine's Best Inventions of 2023 list. Dubbed by the Department of Sanitation as the litter basket of the future, the basket is resistant to rats and leaks. It's easier for workers to empty. Unlike the familiar mesh baskets, which we have in my neighborhood and in the area around our office, which are baskets with wide open mouths, the new baskets feature a modular cover, which apparently makes the bin harder to misuse with household trash. Only a fraction, about 300 or so, of the city's approximately 23,000 litter baskets are in the new form. I am yet to see one of these in person. They look great, though, and fortunately an additional 1,000 new baskets are on the way, and replacing the old baskets is going to take several years. I think this is great. I agree with the sanitation commissioner, Jessica Tisch, who called the baskets a far better fit for the clean streets of today's New York and praised Mayor Adams for his work getting trash off sidewalks. And obviously their whole thing is going after rats, which I think makes a lot of sense. But I am also glad that Time Magazine is recognizing New York City and our innovation here in trash can invention. And I hope other cities take note. If this takes hold in New York, hopefully cities like LA and Chicago and other cities that have had a hard time with both trash and rats will follow our lead. Beam me up! To be continued. The Other Side of Midnight. 77 Local Spotlight. When you talk to any parent anywhere in the five boroughs that has a child in public school, doesn't matter what borough they live in, doesn't matter if they're wealthy, middle class, poor, black, white, Hispanic, whatever. If you talk to any parent uh, who has a child in public school, what they will tell you, their number one priority, their number one concern is safety. They want that school child to be able to go to school, not get assaulted by a student, not get in trouble with a physical beating of some sort, not get shot, God forbid. And the school safety agents in our city are a crucial first line of defense and front line of defense in keeping public school students safe. That's why I am just befuddled at this announcement that came down on Friday from the Adams administration. They gave no reason, but they suddenly canceled a class of 250 school safety agents, and the union that represents the agents blasted the city for failing to explain its decision to scrap this class of school safety agents. Look, I'm sure there's a financial element here. So if that's the case, just say so. Say we've been crunching the numbers and we're too busy uh, feeding, housing, and paying for the airline tickets of migrants that come here to the tune of 4000 a week. Say that. But to offer no explanation at a time when school safety agents are sorely needed and to just pull the plug on this class of 250, it makes no sense. It defies logic. These safety agents learned that their academy training would be canceled 
the same morning the class was sent to commence. Can you imagine that? And I know the president of their union, Teamsters Local 237, my friend Greg Floyd, who I used to play softball with, he called it irresponsible for the administration to cancel the class at the last minute without any explanation. He's exactly right. How do you do this? Just pull the plug on a class of 250 with no explanation. The Adams administration ought to give the public and these 250 would-be school safety agents an explanation as to why the class was canceled. They owe everyone that much. They had enough time to come forward. They had enough time to figure out they needed to cancel the class. Why not say why? Or are they trying to hide something here? Very peculiar. Beam me up. To be continued. The Other Side of Midnight. Local Spotlight. New York State's version of the U.S. Supreme Court is the New York State Court of Appeals. It is the highest court in New York State, and they ultimately make some pretty important decisions on some really important matters. And historically, the way the Court of Appeals has worked is there are seven members, and if a judge on the Court of Appeals feels they need to recuse themselves, then they would recuse themselves. And if there's ever a tie say it's 3-3, the seven members of the court, and let's say there's a 3-3 tie, then they would vouch another judge in to sit in for the judge that had recused themselves, and the case would be re-argued. Well, the new Court of Appeals chief judge, Mr. Acosta, has decided to implement a new protocol which I think is a huge mistake, and this is one of the few issues that both the Daily News and the New York Post have agreed upon. What they're doing now is if a judge decides to recuse themselves from a case, they are vouching in another judge to sit in for that judge before the case is argued. Well, what difference does it make? Who cares? Here's the difference. The problem is a chief judge might consciously or unconsciously, I think it might be consciously, select a judge to vouch in that agrees with them, thereby changing what would have happened in that case. First of all, there are very few tie votes anyway, so I don't know why we need to kind of stack the deck. And this is already happening with the gerrymandering case. A judge on the Court of Appeals decided to recuse herself, so they vouched in another judge who had already ruled with the Democrats on the gerrymandering case in a similar case. So we know this other judge's view. I think this is, irrespective of the gerrymandering case, I think this is a very poor policy. The New York Court of Appeals has never had a problem with tie vote after tie vote or just vouching in a judge after arguments. The argument about putting them in before is that they're going to focus their arguments on that judge because they know that's the one that's undecided. Well, they don't know how the judges voted. So then they would argue, the lawyers would argue just as hard the second time around as they did the first time around because they don't know which three judges sided with them. I think this is a very poor policy from Chief Judge Acosta. In fairness, I have spoken with a lot of judges, current and retired. Some of them think this is a good policy. I disagree. Beam me up. To be continued. 